A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene bonus episode. Hi. So, Desi. Yes. Today we are going to be talking about fad diets. Ooh. Now... Everyone knows about some of the more popular fad diets like the paleo diet and the keto diet, which is like the hot diet right now. Uh, You know, obviously the Atkins diet. We're going to be talking about some classic, weird, off the wall diets, as well as some uh, lesser known fad (laughs) diets that are just fucking bizarre. Okay, cool. And this will be a reoccurring series. So buckle up. (laughs) Okay, the first diet we're going to talk about is called fruititarianism. And it's not just a diet, it's a lifestyle. Do you know about fruititarianism? I don't think I do. I mean, it sounds familiar, but I don't know what it is. Well, you might have heard that its most famous fruititarian was Steve Jobs. Oh. Uh, Ashton Kutcher actually went on the fruititarian diet when he was preparing for his role as Steve Jobs in the movie Jobs. Okay, okay. And he got really sick while he was on it. Oh. He had, uh, his pancreas was like shutting down and Steve Jobs died of pancreatic cancer. I remember that he did try to treat his illness with like a diet. Fruititarianism, I, I don't have like the exact origin, but it seems to have started in the 70s. What? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, basically the diet is you only eat fruits, nuts, and seeds. And the philosophy behind it, it's more a spiritual approach than a weight loss uh-huh. motivated diet. And the whole spiritual idea behind it, the whole principle is that, you know, you only eat foods that naturally fall to the ground. So you're not actually <laughs> picking things or digging things up yeah. or disrupting the earth. You're like, oh, oh well, they fell. They fell. So it's, it's free. It's free, <laughs> free food. <laughs> it's free food now. And obviously, you're not eating any animal products on this diet. Mm-hmm. Um, even if a pig falls from a tree. <laughs> even if, like, you see a roadkill, that's not part of the fruitarian okay. diet. Yeah. Okay. Even okay. though, with their logic, I feel like, well, wouldn't you be allowed to? It's I think so. offered up to the earth. But they're like, I don't want squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, like I said, there's no harvesting vegetables because it's apparently too harmful to plants. It's too disruptive. Uh, This diet claims that it eliminates toxins from the body. That's always something with fad diets. They're like, it eliminates toxins. I'm like, you know what else eliminates toxins? Your liver. Yeah. That's what it's there for. That's what it's there for. (laughs) Okay. Um, obviously weight loss is a side effect and, (laughs) and the spiritual aspect. So here's a sample diet of like, here's a day, here's a sample menu. Uh, and this is from, uh, the website birdie, which is a lifestyle beauty website, okay. uh, fashion website. And, uh, they, there was an article, this girl, she went on the fruitarian diet for a week. And so this was a sample of what she ate, uh, on one particular day. Breakfast, a big smoothie with three bananas, blueberries, dates, and about a cup of coconut milk. Okay, that's that's okay. Morning snack, a handful of dried peaches. <laughs> Lunch, two massive bowls of fruit salad filled with bananas, grapes, and berries, followed by a vitamin B12 supplement. Because you're not getting enough <laughs> nutrients, clearly. <laughs> Afternoon snack, a handful of dried figs. Oof. Dinner. A large bowl of chopped avocado, cucumber, and tomato dressed with olive oil, lemon, salt, and pepper. 
I guess you can have tomatoes and cucumbers because they're on the vine. Like they drop on the ground. Right. Because they're technically fruits. Okay. Dessert. This is awful. A a bag of raw almonds. You know how I feel about this. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have like a severe anger issue directed at people who are like, and for a snack, I just had a handful of almonds. I do too. It's like, how the fuck is that a snack? (laughs) You don't know what snacks are if you you think five or 10 almonds. Like, I hate when I see that in a diet. I was like, I'd rather eat like 800 cucumbers than have five fucking almonds for a snack. I'm not kidding. It's depressing. It's depressing. Even though I know it's healthy. It's not satisfying though. No. I'm not going to have five fucking almonds. Well, whenever some like fitness guru is like, and I'm totally satisfied with my five almond snack, it's like, well, you clearly don't have the same kind of relationship to food that I do. It's the satisfied part that bothers me. Really? Just don't lie to me. Like, I'm not satisfied by anything unless I'm eating a large quantity of them. And I can't imagine even wanting a large quantity of raw almonds. No. Come on. At least toast them. At least like put some seasoning on them or something. Right, right. Okay, so the fruititarian diet is obviously not healthy. It uh, deprives you of a lot of essential nutrients you need. I mean, you're just eating fruit. And the blogger who was talking about being on the fruititarian diet, she's like, did I go to the bathroom a lot on this diet? Yes. Yes, I did. Well, duh, because you're only eating fruit. Also, fruit has a lot of sugar in it. Well, that probably keeps you from, like, feeling faint, right? Like... (sighs) I don't know. Whenever people go on these like starvation diets, essentially, and they're like, I had so much energy. I'm like, that sounds like mania. Yeah. Cause you're like in starvation mode and your body's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. your body's like, look for food. Here's some energy to go hunt. Right. <laughs> so, okay. So our next diet is a more well-known fad diet. This is like one of the classic fad diets. It's the cabbage soup diet. I've done it. You have? Of course. I mean, this was really popular in the 80s. That's when it kind of started. I think I did it later than that, but it was a, it was like something that always pops up every once in a yes, while. And there, I think my mom did it, so I was like, oh, I'll do that. And there's, Like when I was way too young to right. be dieting. And there's been people who have like tried to revamp the cabbage diet. So it's very calorie restrictive, which is honestly why you lose the weight. It's not the cabbage. It's you not eating enough food. Yeah. Um, it's designed to be a short-term diet for weight loss, which as has been proven is never a successful route to take because you will end up just putting the weight back on. Here is a sample menu for your cabbage soup seven-day diet. Okay. Day one, fruit. Eat all the fruit you want except bananas. So the only satisfying, like the only one that might fill you up. The only filling one. Right. Okay. Except bananas. Eat only your soup and fruit for the first day. So you're only allowed to have cabbage soup the first day. And the soup is literally like cabbage. And water. Water. I think it has celery. (laughs) (laughs) And lemon juice, probably. It's like a a mixture of vegetables, but they're all like the the low-cal, like free vegetables, like vegetables that are usually like unlimited, you know? Right. For drinks, unsweetened teas, cranberry juice, and water. Day two. Vegetables. Eat until you are stuffed with all (laughs) fresh, raw, or cooked vegetables of your choice. To eat leafy green vegetables, or try to eat leafy green vegetables and stay away from beans, peas, and corn. Again, all the vegetables that would actually fill you up. I love when diets try to sell you like as much as you want. Right. But it's all like lettuce. Yeah. Eat as much. Eat as much cucumber. (laughs) It's, It's garbage. That's a trick. Yeah. Eat all the vegetables you want along with your soup. 
<laughs> At dinner, reward yourself with a big baked potato with butter. Wait, yeah. that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound good. Do not eat fruit today. <laughs> Day three, mix days one and two. Eat all the soup, fruits, and vegetables you want. No baked potato. So you only get that one baked potato. Oh, that's like the best day of the day. <laughs> you know? Day four, bananas and skim milk. Eat, oh. eat as many as eight bananas. What? <laughs> and drink as many glasses of skim milk as you would like. Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. As on, many glasses of skim milk as I like. Along with your soup. This day is supposed to lessen your desire for sweets because you're so sick of fucking bananas. I would skip the skim milk. Day five, beef and tomatoes. I remember this day. <laughs> 10 to 20 ounces of beef and up to six fresh tomatoes. Drink at least six to eight glasses of water this day and wash the uric or to wash the uric acid from your body. Eat your soup at least once this day. You may eat broiled or baked chicken instead of beef but absolutely no skin on chicken. If you prefer, you can substitute broiled fish for beef on one of the beef days, but not both. Day six, beef and vegetables. Eat your heart's content of beef and vegetables all day. You can have two or three steaks if you like. <laughs> With leafy green vegetables, no baked potato. Eat your soup I love how they once. have to keep saying no baked potato because <laughs> yeah. people are like, can I have the baked potato? <laughs> They're like, no, you fat bitch. No, <laughs> like they have to keep reminding people. Right. No, no. I see you, Carol, wanting to ask about the baked potato again. And no, no baked potato. Day seven, brown rice, unsweetened fruit juices and vegetables. Again, stuff, stuff, stuff yourself. Be sure to eat your soup at least once this day. Day eight and beyond. The cabbage soup diet is not suitable for long-term weight loss. This diet is not or this diet is a low-fat, high-fiber diet that will help you get into shape before you embark on a more moderate long-term eating plan. So it's a, it's a crash diet. And the other thing about the cabbage soup diet is it makes you fart a lot. Yeah. like It's cruciferous. It gives you a lot of gas. Okay. Fart, fart, fart. <laughs> fart as much as you want. You go, girl. <laughs> Be careful at your aerobics class. <laughs> Careful getting into the squat position. <laughs> Careful with those leg lifts. <laughs> the baked potato reminder is so hilarious. And that you only get it on one day. <clears throat> That's cruel. That's so cruel. It's like the second day, so you don't give up. I I think so. Right. It's like here, and, and then that's why people are like, well, is the baked potato coming back? <laughs> <laughs> If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information, 
information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates, go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. The five-bite diet. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> this diet is relatively new for how wild it is. Uh, it was created by Dr. Alwyn Lewis. And this is a quote from this SF gate about the diet. On this diet, you skip breakfast and are allowed only five bites of food at lunch and five bites of food at dinner. You can also drink as much as you want as long as you stick to beverages without calories. Even if you take really large bites and eat foods high in calories, this will still be a low-calorie crash diet, most likely providing fewer than 800 calories a day. This is an eating disorder Disguised as a diet. I can't even imagine how big my bites would be. Right. <laughs> you would I would literally shove a, I would like dislocate my jaw like a snake and right. shove like a whole baked potato in my mouth. You would deep throat a chili <clears throat> cheese dog. I mean, it's insane right. how I would be breaking the rules of this diet <laughs> or stretching the rules of this diet. Right. 
Five bites. That's irritating. That's awful. Okay, here's a very famous one. The grapefruit diet. Oh, yes. This originated in the 1930s. It was also known as the Hollywood diet. This diet proposes eating a grapefruit or grapefruit juice with every meal as grapefruit is alleged alleged to have fat-burning enzymes, Mm -hmm. which is definitely some pseudoscience right there. Here is a sample menu of the grapefruit diet. For breakfast, two boiled eggs, two slices of bacon, and half a grapefruit or eight ounces of grapefruit juice. For lunch, salad with any dressing, any meat in any amount, and half a grapefruit or eight ounces of grapefruit juice. So my salad would be a little bit of iceberg lettuce, fried chicken, and ranch dressing. Yeah. That's what I would do. And it would be like three portions. Yeah. You didn't say. (laughs) (laughs) Dinner, any kind of meat prepared anyway, so fried chicken again, or fried shrimp. Salad or or red and green vegetables, coffee or tea, half grapefruit or eight ounces of grapefruit juice. Now, this is where it's just crazy. A bedtime snack, eight ounces of skim milk. That is not a snack. What is... Could you ever drink a glass of skim milk? Never. I mean, that is so repulsive to me. That is like blue water. It's so so gross to me. Like... No, 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 not at all. And it's not a snack. It's a beverage. Come on. Stop it. I don't want that. I love grapefruit, but I can't have it because it interacts with antidepressants. Oh, really? Yeah. You can't have it if you're on certain antidepressants. Like it dilutes them. Is it just grapefruit or all citrus? It's just grapefruit. Oh, that's weird. And I love grapefruit. Yeah, me too. So I, I haven't like had it. it in like over a decade. I love grapefruit. I know. I know. Okay. This diet is called the werewolf diet. What? And I will be reading an excerpt from Shape magazine. This is a diet that uh, was a fad, not a very popular fad, but it came out a few years ago. Okay. This is from Shape. This is the deal. There are actually two diet plans for those wishing to lose weight. The first one is called the basic moon diet plan, and it consists of a 24-hour fasting period in which only liquids such as water and juice are consumed. According to Moon Connection, a website advocating this diet, the moon affects the water in your body. Therefore, the timing of your fast is very important and must occur exactly at the very second when the new moon or full moon occurs. Also, per this site, you could lose up to six pounds in one 24-hour period. That seems not true at all. What, do you cut off an arm? I mean, it could be just water weight. But six pounds of water weight? I have no idea. No, that's impossible. I need to know the weight of the person starting. Right. (laughs) Since you would only be fasting once a month, really no harm done, you would lose water weight and then probably gain it back immediately. So what's the point? (laughs) So the second diet plan is the extended moon diet plan. In this version, all phases of the moon are covered. Full moon, waning moon, waxing moon, and new moon. During the full and new moon phase, 24-hour fasting is encouraged... Same as the basic plan. During the waning moon period, one can only consume solid foods, but with around eight glasses of water a day to, quote, encourage detoxification. Then, during the waxing moon, you may eat less than usual without starving yourself and are advised not to eat after 6 p.m., like a werewolf, when the moon's light becomes more visible. With this plan, you would be fasting more and therefore putting yourself at risk for side effects such as fatigue, irritability, and dizziness. Um, okay. So whatever it goes on. That's crazy. Who knows the moon phases? For me, the diet I go on has to be like 
you can't eat any of this food. That's all I have to think about. Right. Like, that's why I like low carb because it's like, okay, don't eat any bread or sugar. Got it. Right, right. And everything else is fine. Right. Like, I can't do where I have to like check the moon phase. <laughs> <laughs> or even like counting calories can be too much for me. Like, Or even on keto is hard because you have to count your macros. Like there's that whole weird system where you're like this percentage of fats and this yeah, percentage Yeah, I of- can't do percentages. I, if I have to do that, I'm going to fail. Because I'm not going to... It's just also crazy making. It's like, unless you have a medical reason for that. Well, yeah. Does it make sense? No. There's no r- way that the moon cycle makes any sense for what you're eating, right? I, like I, No. I This diet is like so pseudoscience to me. And also, I mean, I definitely believe that the moon waning and waxing has the effects things on the earth. Obviously, it affects the ocean. Right. It, it can affect people. But I don't think that... This diet plan yeah. makes any fucking sense in relation no. to the moon. And it's who does it? I mean, it said Demi Moore did it. Give <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it honestly, like, I don't care what celebrities do because they have an assistant who's like, it's the wax moon. <laughs> they right. have someone like telling them everything to do. Right. Like, I could do anything if someone was just telling me what to do. Right. And, and like monitoring. making my food, then I'll do any diet. Yeah. Except okay. for that one. I'm not doing that one. So, this diet is an old. Diet and diets from the Victorian age are often oh boy pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. This is called Fletcherizing, oh. <laughs> also known as the chewing diet. <laughs> this diet was created by Horace Fletcher in the early 1900s. He advised chewing your food 100 times before swallowing. Can you imagine? I mean, if you had to count to 100 every time you took a bite of food. I wouldn't enjoy food at all. And 100 times? You would get so sick of doing it that that's how you lose weight is because you're starving. You're just like, I'm not going to... If I have to count one more time... His diet plan is literally making you hate food. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) It's It's just making you hate food. This this was his slogan for his diet. He had a slogan. Mm -hmm. Nature will castigate those who don't masticate. (laughs) Jesus. He also advised mindful eating and to never eat when angry or sad. Which, what? There goes the diet for me out the window. Those are my two favorite times That's to eat. That's the best time to eat. Yeah. Come on. I and mean, in fact, I'm usually angry because I haven't eaten. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm at my most angry, I am like the Snickers commercial. I'm like, oh, you need to eat, Desi. Right. <laughs> That's why you're being a bitch. That's so crazy. I did, I did see something about that diet before Fletcherizing, but I didn't read about what it was. I mean, because then there was also that thing, I feel like it was in the 90s, where it was like, chew your food 32 times. My grandmother used to told me this diet tip. It's so bad. Like, I can't believe she told me, but she said to me one time, she's like, sometimes when I want to eat, <laughs> this is oh, so sad. No. She's like, I would, I'll just put food in my mouth and chew it to get the flavor and then spit it out. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. There was this, there was this really great. Um, I remember doing it too. And I was like, I remember thinking the hardest thing in the world is to not swallow food that tastes good. <laughs> Your mouth, like, dude. It's not satisfying at all just to get the taste. Like that is like an insane that's, thing. That's that she not did. the point of it. Right. Like there was this um, great scene in Sex and the City. It was one of the episodes where they went to L.A. and Miranda meets up with an old like friend of hers, and he lives in L.A. now. And they're out to dinner at this nice steak restaurant, and they're eating their steaks. And the guy is sitting there. He's going mm, 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 like he's chewing the steak. 
and then he spits it out into his napkin and she's like, what's, what's wrong with your steak? And he's like, oh, it's nothing. It's great. This is just my diet. He's like, this is my diet that I'm on. I just chew the food. And she's like horrified. I obviously. have a big memory of this now. Yeah. I mean, that is like... That was my grandma's diet. <laughs> it's terrifying. Okay. Well, that's the diet yeah. episode. Uh, all right. Bye. We'll see you later. Thanks. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene bonus episode. Hey. So I was looking through, Desi and I have uh, several docs that we share together of episode ideas and... Just a huge list of crimes we want to cover. Yeah. And stuff like that. And bonus episodes. And bonus episode ideas. ideas. And we're always kind of struggling to figure out what we're going to do. So I'm looking, I'm trying to decide this past week what I'm going to do for our next bonus episode. And I'm looking through our list of ideas for our bonus episodes. And I see this written down. (laughs) Danny Thomas. TV star who founded St. Jude's Hospital hired prostitutes to shit on a glass table while he lay underneath and jerked off. <laughs> so, so I'm like out of town at my niece's like bridal shower and I get this text from Rachel <laughs> with that an, a screen grab of that sentence and she's like, did you... <laughs> Did you write this? And neither one of us have a memory of know, writing it. I don't know. Who How do wrote I not that? have a memory of that? I, have no I mean, idea. I do kind of cut and paste and and just put things in there without looking. But I feel like there's no way I would forget that. How is that possible? Des, I was certain. I was certain. I was like, Desi, this is so funny. Did you put this on here? What is this? How do neither one of us remember? Did like a fairy come in and take a shit on our dock? Here's here you go, girl. You've like, been good this year. First of all, I was like, who? Who even is Danny Thomas? You didn't know who he was? No. I know him. Okay, well, well so I know him from those St. Jude's commercials, which was what was so funny to me. I was like, how do you even put that he founded this St. Jude's Hospital for Children Dying of Cancer, basically, in the same sentence? Like, that's not a relevant detail. I mean, I guess it is a relevant detail because it makes it really fucking hilarious to me. But we, have, we all have many sides to us. Some of us want to found a hospital that saves children dying of cancer. And we also want to have a prostitute shit on our face, or at least through glass. It's ty- more hygienic that way. It kind of reminds me of like um, the Sea World, where you can go through the glass tunnel and the sharks. <laughs> Let's not get gross about it. Just thinking of him under a table jerking off is insane to me. And it actually reminded me of something a long time ago. This is before people were screen grabbing everything, so I never thought to save it. I saw a Craigslist ad. Actually, a friend sent me a Craigslist ad. Because through my whole life, I've had friends who send me things that are relevant to my fucking interest. Uh, And this is something that immediately got deleted. It was before I realized Craigslist ads disappeared. I thought it would always be there, so I didn't save it in any way. But it was a Craigslist ad for um, a sex like hookup situation, yeah. like here's what I want. Do you want to do it? So the Craigslist ad was like, 
flowers in the attic uh, sex fantasy. Oh, that is okay. So I I was like, that is my friend. Of course, immediately like sent it to me or sent me the link to it. Right. So I open it up, and it was um, a guy who wanted to fuck on a on a glass table and have the whole glass table sprinkled with powdered sugar. Like in flowers in the attic, yeah. He's like, and then we'll sprinkle powdered sugar, and then we'll fuck, and I'll eat your ass with the powdered sugar. Like it was like this disgusting vile, like well, I mean not vile. I'm I'm not king shaming, but it was like this totally crazy sex act with the powdered sugar made me fucking laugh. And on a glass table, I was like, why a glass table? But I think there is something where they want to see it, right? Or like go under, it's like an aquarium. Right, there's an aquarium aspect to it, right. but with like perversion. But like, if you shit on a glass table, like, I mean, that's like the glass probably fogs up a little bit. Oh, it gets a little steamy. Yeah, it's a hot steam <laughs> shit. It's, it's like a Cleveland condens- steamer, but in LA, <laughs> it's a more glamorous Cleveland steamer. Side note: I Flowers in the Attic has been one of my favorite movies since I was a kid. It it's legitimately so has everything I want in a movie. It has. A big scary mansion. It has a terrifying grandmother. It has a woman who's desperate to get rich at any cost. It has incest. (laughs) It has starving children in squalid conditions. And like two little and the and the little children were like child star cute. Oh yeah. They were like too cute. They were like like little little blonde dolls. Yeah. So then when they got murdered by arsenic cookies, there was like arsenic in the powder chip. One of them starved to death. Right. But one of them was poison, no? Yeah. Because he had to eat the donuts even though he knew that they were kind of... Right. Um, so yeah. So that story, the Danny Thomas, I don't remember... I think he was on a show called Make Room for Daddy. Yes, he okay. was. Yes, he was. So he was like a family show star. And his daughter is uh, Marlo Thomas, who was married to Phil Donahue. And she did the commercials for St. Jude's. When okay. I was growing up, I would always see these like those 30-minute like infomercials. Yeah. Where it's like they show you this children who are, you know, dying of cancer and it's like heartwarming and you want to donate all your money to St. Jude's. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like one of those commercials where it was just her talking about her father's legacy. She did not mention this legacy. (laughs) Let me tell you. So I did some investigation into this. uh, Because I needed to know. Yeah. And it turns out that this is a pretty unfounded rumor and that this is not that uncommon of a rumor just like the stomach full of cum so this is like a popular celeb rumor yeah that celebs uh like to have uh the shit on the glass table as they lie underneath maybe they're jerking off maybe they're not right but i did find some forums i did find a book that i think is i think it's a satirical book the book is called um one Hand Jerking Reports from an Investigative Journalist by oh. Paul Krasner. And he says, For many years I heard stories that comic actor Danny Thomas, the star of Make Room for Daddy, was a chorophagagiac. Is that like a shit lover? I guess. I've never heard that word. I assumed it was just another urban legend until I bumped into an old friend who is now working as a prostitute in Hollywood. Over lunch, she mentioned the names of some of her celebrity clients, including Danny Thomas. She told me how he had hired her to save her solid waist in her panties so he could <laughs> rub the panties on his face and gobble up her shit as though it was cotton candy. When he was finished, he would wash himself thoroughly and then pay her, and as if coming out of a trance, he'd say, where was I? 
He was trying to distance himself from what he had just done. Instant denial. Since then, I have believed that Danny Thomas's fundraising for St. Jude's Hospital was really for the purpose of having secret access to, to their bedpans. <laughs> so, <laughs> what the hell? This sounds like some serious slander here. That is insane. That, like, he started a hospital to have access to bedpans? Come on. That is the most insane Also, I love the sentence where he starts off saying solid waste and then the next word is shit. It's like, well, why did you start to be less classy all of a sudden? <laughs> solid waste. You don't go from ex- excrement to duty. Right. It's okay. so, yeah. I was laughing actually about the word defecation the other day. <laughs> you know me. Just sitting there thinking about words. I'm a logophile. Uh, and I actually find defecation to be more disgusting. It is. There's something about it. Is it. It's so disgusting. It's, it's a heavy word. I don't like it at all. So uh, my friend John Levenstein uh, tweeted something today where it was like a headline that said, public poopers are... Get, are <laughs> seem like they're never gonna uh, they're unstoppable and he said something like that's because they're constantly making new (laughs) products or something like that (laughs) it's like what is the that is like the grossest i'm sorry i'm gonna kink shame but that is the grossest kink you can have it's unbelievable i don't get it i've never gotten it it's disgusting yeah so i went on urban dictionary Uh and eggs danny thomas style oh yeah (laughs) popped up is that a sex act name? Yes. A euphemism? Eggs Danny Thomas style. This, uh-huh. is, this is what it says. An act similar to the Cleveland steamer. This oh. variation on it requires the man to lay under a glass table while the woman <laughs> defecates on the glass above the man's chest. This was allegedly started by Danny Thomas when after having sex with a prostitute, he requested that she defecate on the glass table while he laid underneath it and watched. And then, you know, Urban Dictionary will have like an example of like a, like com- a sentence, how to say it in a, yeah. in a conversation. Hey, Betty, how about you give me a Cleveland steamer? Ha- Betty, how about eggs Danny Thomas style instead? John, that works too. I like that they both would know these sex acts. <laughs> What, but I'm confused what the eggs are. <laughs> That's what I'm confused too. So it's like, I would think like... <laughs> Where sorry, the like, eggs come in? But I'm thinking like, for me, that would mean I take a shit on my balls. <laughs> right. Right. Like, I need to know. Where do the eggs come I, in? These, these Urban Dictionary people need to fucking get some continuity. <laughs> eggs and... So yeah. I went on another forum. Um, it was not a credible... Uh, website at all. Who the fuck cares about credibility? (laughs) But it was a forum and they were talking about the Danny Thomas rumor and they uh, were talking about how at Cantor's Deli, which is a famous... Shitty deli in LA. (laughs) Don't at us. Restaurant that only shiksas like. Uh, Some shiksas don't. (laughs) Some shiksas like Desi don't, but Desi's an honorary Jew. That's right. I dubbed her that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, at Cantor's Deli, they have a sandwich called the Danny Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) And no one in the know would ever order it. <laughs> and uh, someone on uh, this website was saying how it's very suspicious that the Danny Thomas is number two on the menu. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I, <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> I did some journalism, Desi. I did some investigation on this. I went on my Postmates app and I... <laughs> And I just pretended like I was going to order this. Now, while the Danny Thomas sandwich was listed on the app, there wasn't any numerical oh. corresponding. But I did think that was- <laughs> That's a really good point. Whoever lied about it. But I, I love it. I need to know what the fuck is in this sandwich. What's in it? Hot bologna. 
That's what he you, called his shit. You, <laughs> <laughs> you have a choice of either hot bologna or hot salami. That's what Jesus it Christ. <laughs> that is disgusting. I never, Wait, I have a number two story. Okay. 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 So look, I told you I went to my niece's uh, bridal shower at this thing and they're clearing out this outdoor area for where the wedding's going to be. And they were scavenging for like succulents because it's in the desert. Mm-hmm. And they found um, an empty, a chair with the seat blown out. And underneath <laughs> the seat, there was a pile of shit <laughs> and a toilet paper roll. <laughs> so they suspect that the workers who were clearing it made like a makeshift toilet. And they were shitting in this like, like a formal chair that they had cut the seat out. <laughs> And everyone was like horrified. Like a hotel banquet chair? Yeah, like a hotel banquet chair with like the seat cut out and they were sh- there was shit oh, underneath. Awesome. I know. Okay, so there was like a shit-filled weekend. Then I was at this bridal shower. Okay, this is me in public places with people. I'm not very good. Someone said at some point they were talking about someone's babies and they they were like, "Oh, I didn't realize you had another your son had another baby." So that's number two. <laughs> and the woman, the woman said, yeah, that's number two. And I said, they call him shit for sure. <laughs> and, and no one laughed. Well, no one laughed except for a few of my friends who were like literally crying. And then I could not stop laughing. I was like so amused by myself that it was such an inappropriate thing to say about someone's grandchild. But because it was such a poop situation, I had no choice but to say the joke, even though I knew it was wrong. I could not stop laughing at my own joke. I was like literally wheezing. I was like, <gasps> I started crying. I was laughing so hard and everyone was just staring at me. I was so amused by my own joke. That's the best is when you make a joke that's not even that funny, but it's so stupid it's that you're so, like It was crying, so stupid. Laughing. And because it fit in with the whole shit story from before, I was just like, it's a shit weekend. I was just like, come on. Like, it's a callback almost. Anyways, it was insane. So, there, yeah. There's a new movie that just came out. One of my Twitter friends mentioned it she was like what the fuck is this it's called like poop talk oh god and i was like wait is that real that has it's to be the danny fake. thomas story <laughs> <laughs> poop talk it's starring kumail uh nanjiani who i fucking love oh really and like dr drew pinsky and adam carolla's in it and um is it a documentary glazer yeah it's like a documentary about poop oh okay and I was like, I have to watch this. Do they talk about Danny Thomas and like Charles Lawton? <laughs> oh my and, like, god, the yeah. shit sandwich. The shit. <laughs> Another famous male. Ew, I'm so disgusted by hot bologna. I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how. I want to go to Candor's and be like, how popular is this sandwich? How? Right. How? Because he's not even a very popular star. Do you move the sandwich. Yeah. How often do you move <laughs> hot bologna? How How long does it take to pass? <laughs> The BM. <laughs> here's the, here's the thing about Cantor's. You I, will have a BM. Good way to have a BM. I um I really like their potato salad because it's full of sugar. Oh. I know that's it's like, is disgusting. it like the German style? No, it's oh. not German style. It's just regular, like very deli, like yeah, with the white sweet trash mayo deli. Kind of. Yeah, I really like their potato salad there. I do not eat at Cantor's a lot. Uh, I don't. It's think- a late night place. Like that's usually the only time I've gone when there's yeah. no other option, and, and I'm not happy about and it. And I don't, and I feel like it's consensus amongst most LA Jews that it's like, okay, that's for like non-Jews to eat at, right? It has a history, and I think that's why a lot of people like it. Yeah, and maybe like oversell an, it. The food is not good. The food is not good. And look, have I had a good 
poppy seed roll there before? Yes, I have. They do have some okay pastries there. Right. Would I eat a hamantash in there? No, because I don't eat hamantashins anywhere. Right. I think it's a terrible pastry. I'm sorry. I have no idea what that is. I'm not that Jewish. <laughs> I'm not that honorary Jewish. <laughs> Anyway, um, so yeah, that's the Danny eggs, Danny Thomas style. I would I now here's how Cantor's that the move they should really make is they should have a breakfast dish called eggs, Danny Thomas, or a style. breakfast sandwich, even eggs, Danny Thomas yeah. style with bologna and eggs on it. Ugh. It's fucking disgusting. Hot bologna. Yeah, that Ugh. seems like it should be a sex act. It really does the hot bologna. If yeah, you can come up with yeah, a good idea. Send us, send us what you think a hot bologna would be. <laughs> I feel like a hot bologna okay. <laughs> would be like fucking a girl in the ass and she shits on your <laughs> and it gets soft. <laughs> That's my instant hot bologna guess. I really like that. Thank you. I really like yeah, that. You know. I think it has to be with an uncircumcised dick though. Okay. So when it gets soft, there's an extra... Well, li- uncircumcised because is bologna very Jewish? No. I mean, come on. Right. That bologna- doesn't seem like a particularly Jewish meat. So no. it has to be uncircumcised. Yeah. But also just because like the skin gets right and soft. it's sort of floppy like a bologna right. slice. Right. Okay. I okay. think I think we got it. Let's we're gonna enter our. Um... Thank you for paying money for this. <laughs> yeah, it seems really. <laughs> it seems worth it to me. It does. I don't know. I'm gonna go put that hot bologna on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Please give me an upvote. Wait, 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 wait. I need to look right now on Urban Dictionary if hot bologna is something. Oh, I'll be so sad if someone has it, but I'll still be better. I'm I'm sure. Urban. Dictionary. Sorry, this is really important research that I'm doing right. for the show. Sometimes you get to have an inside look at our research technique. <laughs> is it? Ex- it has to exist. What is it? Okay, there's a couple of things. The f- top definition is best damn sandwich ever. Ew. Thick cut bologna fried in a cast iron skillet covered in hot sauce and served on cheap white bread. So they would order the Danny Thomas. Considered a staple food in West Virginia and Kentucky. We should ask James Fritz if he's had a bologna. Wait. Um, Okay. And there's one other. A moniker for someone who is very attractive but alone. What? These definitions suck. These are Desi, you need to make a move. I got to do my hot bologna. You need to make a move. Although maybe what I've just described is already in a, a sex act. That has another euphemism. You have to end this episode. <laughs> okay. Right now. This is like illegal. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye.